0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. On today's show, we are talking the Broncos. Week 10 home showdown against the Eagles, coming off a couple big wins, including an upset win in Dallas last Sunday. We'll discuss that, the most surprising parts of that victory after the Broncos entered as 10-point underdogs. We'll discuss injury updates. There's a whole litany of them to go through. And then also the message from Justin Simmons and Teddy Bridgewater as the Broncos enter Week 10 ahead of the bye. What to make of the Eagles so far, key to the Broncos' win, and of course predictions and gambling talk brought to you by sisportsbook.com so ryan we'll start off the show looking back a little bit at this week nine victory in dallas where they went up 30 to zero dallas got a couple late garbage time touchdowns but it wasn't even as close as the 30 to 16 score indicated what was the most surprising part about the win to you from the press box at at&t stadium
1: yeah, and I think it was just how how complete it was. And I'm talking offense and defense, When I mean, the special teams had their issues. You know, they gained, the Broncos gained 407 yards. They had a season high in rushing. They did not turn it over, and they kept Dallas in check. So it was, you know, I think it was Vic Fangio's finest three hours of his tenure with the Broncos as head football coach. And, and uh, you know, it was Javante Williams, over 100 yards, Tim Patrick, long touchdown. Caden Stearns, interception, uh, Jonathan Cooper two sacks. wherever you looked on that depth chart, guys were making plays. And you know, as a, as a, as that first half was developing, you're like, okay, when are the Cowboys going to wake up? When are they going to wake up? Thought it was the block punt, but that was a break for the Broncos to get the ball back. And after that, they uh, you know once they went up thirty enough, they were in cruise control.
0: Again, this is the first Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SI Sportsbook. Com. So ahead of the Week 10 game at home, Broncos got a whole list of injuries and did not practice his today. That'd be Wednesday. McKelvin Ajim has a knee. Garrett Bowles, he missed last week in Dallas with an ankle. He did not practice. And FanJo said he's less than 50% to play on Sunday. Shelby Harris has an no illness, didn't practice Wednesday. Bobby Massey, that ankle, he got hurt in the Cowboys game. Albert O, he has a knee issue. Tim Patrick, a knee issue. Malik Reed, a hip Caden Stearns, a shoulder, and Pat Sertan, who also exited the Cowboys game, briefly came back. He has a knee injury. So all those guys I just mentioned didn't practice. Is this a concern heading into a game where they are favored at home against the Eagles, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I think it is because just of the sheer number. Uh, I mean, nine guys did not practice on Wednesday. The previous high for a Wednesday practice this year was four. So it's a sign that... You know, they've had a long season, and it's a sign they need that bye week coming up, but they got to, you know, focus on this one. You know, Bowles, as you said, not expected to play. Bobby Massey at right tackle, same thing. Malik Reed missed last week's game, so we'll see about him. But what you saw was the depth coming through, you know, without Massey and Bowles, Calvin Anderson and Cam Fleming. Without Graham Glasgow, who's out for the air right guard, you had Quinn Miners, the rookie, step in um, in the secondary. Kyle Fuller went from demoted to having to uh, play just about every snap because of injuries. So
0: and getting the game ball too.
1: Yeah. Yep, and he did, and he, you know he played well. And yeah, like you see, yeah. Ronald Darby, a starter, starting to pick up his game since he got back from hamstring. That's all great, but that's one game. I mean, there's a reason why these guys started the week as backups. And so can they raise their level once the opponent has a week of tape on them? So um, I think it's going to be, if the Broncos can survive this one, minus some guys and go into the buy six and four and get guys back, then they, then they should feel like they should be in pretty good position.
0: Okay, folks, this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sportsbook.com Check them out on Twitter at SIBetting. And let's take a listen in to award from our sponsor.
2: Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one. And why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that, all of it, because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sports book on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. The sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus $150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to the show. First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, Sportsbook.com. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. So, again, get- Getting back to the Broncos chatter here. Justin Simmons and Teddy Bridgewater took the podium on Wednesday in Dove Valley, two of the team captains, and they had a message for Broncos country. And to sum it up with Bridgewater here, he said, you got to respect the game, respect your opponent, and never forget the dark place that we were in a couple weeks ago. So he knows, Justin Simmons knows, this is a potential for a trap game, for a letdown game coming off that huge win in Dallas. What what did you make of the team leader's message to the media on Wednesday, Ryan?
1: Um yeah, I think it's what it's what should have been. And I, Justin Simmons had the good quote saying it says he said, quote, we have to empty our tank for the next five days. And I thought that was the perfect uh, perfect line to present because you lose the Philly at home. The Dallas one means a heck of a lot less. You're back to score one at five and five. You know, you win, you're six and four in the bye with five division games left. You know, everything's in front of you. And so I thought that was a, I think that's the message going to be internally as well from the leaders on this team to the younger guys saying, hey, you know, another Bridgewater saying he gets from Bill Parcells is don't eat the cheese. And uh, Mike McCarthy is a former Parcells guy or sort of that tree. And uh, he said the same thing the other day Maybe the Cowboys, right? one of their issues. So, you know, those are the older guys. I want to tee up on Caden Stearns, one of the younger guys who's playing a role. You know, what, what did he have to say to you guys on Wednesday about how his role is, is evolving and also the importance of this game?
0: Well, Vic Fangio said that Stearns sliding down to the fifth round was an awakening for the safety, and the safety acknowledges much on Wednesday for a story that will appear in Thursday print in your Denver Post Sports, hopefully on your doorstep. You know, Stearns talked about the, the struggles his last couple of years at Texas after winning Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year as a freshman. So he comes on, starts really strong down in Austin, then a combination of injuries, and he said just trying to do too much, play out of the scheme, and his draft stock really really fell and fell in the fifth round, and now it looks like George Payton and co. are getting a steal. And if I could project down the road, Ryan, to next year, you got Justin Simmons, of course, coming back on that big deal. But Kareem Jackson, the elder statesman on the Broncos squad, he's playing on a one-year deal. And with the way Caden Stearns has played in the dime package, about 25% of the defensive snaps since week two, he's putting on a good audition for that second safety spot alongside Simmons in 2022.
1: Yeah. And it's a nod to his football instincts and IQ because throughout the training camp, he was just learning safety. He started fast. He had a couple of slow practices and Vic Fangio told him during the trip to Minnesota, get back to what you're doing and start a camp. And I think he did that, but he had not learned the dime until the second week of the season when Ronald Darby got hurt. That meant Pat Sertan became a starter and they needed a dime player. And so, it's a credit to Stearns and also his coaching from Christian Parker that he was able to pick that up so quickly and have an impact. He had an interception against the Jets and then an interception against the Cowboys. But yeah, he I think he is auditioning for you know for that starting role at safety opposite of Justin Simmons.
0: And this is the first and Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook S I sportsbook.com and on Twitter at siBetting. Continuing on with the show here, so. Simmons and Bridgewater, they have the message of focus, you know, moving on, having that tunnel vision for the Eagles. And what's to make of these Eagles, Ryan, so far? They're 3-6 and on the air, but sitting in second in the NFC East. All three of their wins have come on the road, albeit against a couple struggling teams, Atlanta and Detroit, also won at Carolina. Coming off a last-second loss to the Chargers on a last-second field goal. And Jalen Hurts has... Been up and down, but hey, Vic Fangio said today, I think they got their guy at quarterback, which is a pretty heady endorsement from Vic.
1: Yeah, interesting. You know, you mentioned the Eagles; they can't win at home, but they're going on the road, which should help them. They're three and two, and you know, they 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 destroyed Atlanta in Week One. That win's looking a little better since the Falcons are at five hundred. But you mentioned, uh, you know, one thing they they one thing they they've committed to in the last couple of games is running it, take some pressure off of Hurts, and it's worked. You know, they're sixth in the league in rushing yards per game. They're fourth in the league in yards per carry. So, you know, the challenge for the Bronco defense is the mobility and athleticism of Hurts. Vix MO has been to uh, set a lot of pressure at those mobile quarterbacks. You know, not so much to let them run, but they can make them make uh, quick decisions. So, you know, and another key for the Bronco defense is the, the Eagles are very good in the red zone because they can do so much RPO stuff. So you got to be disciplined on your edges, which means... Jonathan Cooper, Stephen Weatherly at the outside linebacker spot. Don't bite on the fake, stay home. And then on the flip side, um, when, when the Broncos have the ball, if I would make this a Teddy first half, the Eagles are last in league and opponents completion percentage. They've allowed five quarterbacks to complete 80% of their passes. And from what I was told is when they do send pressure, they still play off coverage. Well, that's a short pitch and catch for Teddy. So if I'm the Broncos, I would pass to get the lead and then really lean on Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon to, to shorten the game with that, with, that, uh, with that running attack and have some longer drives.
0: Again folks, this is the First in Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge and six years before there was professional football in Denver. While other sportsbooks know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built, the combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sportsbook for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's a perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now at SI Sportsbook.com. All the odds up there for the Week 10 action. And we'll be going over those, of course, starting with Broncos-Eagles. Broncos, two-and-a-half point home favorites against the Eagles. And the over-under for the game, 45. What do you like, dislike about both of those lines, Ryan? I
1: thought the line would come I thought the line would open a little bigger uh, because the Eagles are 3-6. and six coming a long way to the Broncos at five and four. So I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'll give an official prediction later, but I think the Broncos do cover that two and a half. And I am going to pick the over on 45. Uh, Both teams are averaging in that range. If you combine them, uh, you should get, uh, you know, 47, 48, 49 points, something like that.
0: Looking around across the league here. First Orange Podcast presented by sisportsbook.com. Saints plus three at the Titans. What do you make of that one? Titans coming off a big win over the Rams on Sunday night football.
1: Yeah, Titans are rolling right now. They're top of the AFC. They won four straight all against playoff teams from a year ago, so it's not like they're beating up on cupcakes in their division just yet. Um, I like the Titans um, in this game to cover the three. New Orleans, Trevor Simeon, the old Broncos quarterback, uh, still playing. Uh, but I think like Tennessee right now, with minus Derrick Henry, they're still playing physical. They're improved on defense, so I take the Titans to cover the three.
0: And then some other ones here to look at. Browns plus two at the Patriots and Vikings plus three at the Chargers. Those two games before we get to Chiefs Raiders.
1: Um, I think Browns and Patriots is the game of the week. Um, I have the Patriots uh, covering that two-point spread. I think Mac Jones is playing well. Cleveland may be without uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt again at at running back. As Bronco fans know, that did not impact them in that Thursday night game. But, you know, maybe the Patriots will have a little bit better, you know, plan against Baker Mayfield. And so I think the Patriots win that one. Um, I think the Chargers are going to cover the three at home against Minnesota. That was my lock of the week. I think Minnesota's defense and all organization organizations in a free fall. And the Chargers got back on track last week at Philadelphia.
0: And one final one here, AFC West divisional bout. And this is so interesting to me, Ryan, because you look at the AFC West standings, everybody with five wins right now and so much at stake here in the last couple of months of the season. Broncos, five of the last seven games against AFC West opponents. This one, Chiefs minus three at the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're a Bronco fan, you you watch, if, the, if they beat the Eagles, you're six and four, and you watch this Thursday night game, So do you want Kansas City to win so the Raiders can come back to the pack, Uh, you know, or do you want the Raiders to win? So, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure Bronco fans would wish for a tie in that regard. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs as a three-point road favorite. I think the Raiders have just had so many things off the field that they are, you know, uh, sort of hit a wall. So I think the Chiefs will win that Sunday night game.
0: And this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. If you've tried other apps, you need to try the SI Sportsbook app and get the true fan experience, Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook that wrote the book on sports. So we'll finish off the show here, Ryan, with keys to the Broncos' victory. And and last week we saw, as we mentioned, all these reserves step up. I feel like it's going to have to be a similar theme here this week considering the lengthy injury report, and, and hopefully the Broncos get it, maybe a couple of those guys back. But it's going to be a lot of backups, a lot of unproven guys going against here on Sunday. And they have to, I think, continue that intensity that they showed against Dallas from the opening whistle, getting a couple fourth down stops early in the game. Whatever the situation presents itself on Sunday at Empower Field, Broncos have to rise to it against an inferior opponent and an opponent that they absolutely should and need to beat in order to be in the AFC West and playoff picture after their week 11 bye. What are your thoughts on the keys?
1: Yeah, and I, I think, I think I'll, I'll revisit one we had for the Broncos going into Dallas. It's the best way to win as a, as a road underdog is to get a couple takeaways. Well, they did that later in the game, but those fourth downs were basically takeaways. So flip it to the Eagle game. If you're a if run go offense, play turnover free. Do not let the Eagles get you a short, uh, get a short field. Um, I can tell you, Bridgewater has to be very good in this game against that secondary of the Eagles we talked about. And uh, on the, then on the flip side, it's okay. Can you force Jalen Hurts into some turnovers? And can you put him in third and long situations where he cannot have a run pass option? So. Those are a couple of keys from my
0: head. First Norwich Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. We'll close the show. It's prediction time. Of course, these, prediction all always, these predictions always subject to revision in your Sunday paper. I'm going to go out and say, hey, I was off the Broncos train for a couple weeks. I even picked the Washington football team, the lowly Washington football team, to beat them at home. Of course, that didn't happen. Broncos hung on for the win. But I have a new wave of confidence in this team. I hope they don't let me down. I'm going Broncos 28 and Philly 17 as Broncos win in decisive fashion. Run game gets going again, and either Gordon or Javante Williams goes over the century mark. Ryan?
1: Um, yeah, I have the Broncos 27 20, which 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 would mean a cover and an over uh, on that. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the Eagles are, you know, not are probably a little better than the record. They do have some really good players. They can really run it. It's like maybe get Mike Purcell back at nose tackle for the Broncos would be key in that area. But I have the Broncos winning by seven and going into the bye six and
0: This has been the first Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook sisportsbook.com, and on Twitter at siBetting. Appreciate you listening in to tonight's show. Head to DenverPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the week and leading into game day and the rest of the season. This has been Kyle Noon alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you listening in. Until next time, take it easy.